Hello, my name is Samuel Morrison and I am the Bishop of Valparaiso in the Anglican Diocese of Chile. In this video I want to accomplish two things. First, I will explain how Anglicanism came to Chile and which are its essential characteristics. Second, I want to stress the importance of, for the Anglican Church of Chile of what have been called the foundational documents of Anglicanism, the Articles of Religion, the Book of Common Prayer, and the Homilies. So let us start with the origins of Anglicanism in Chile. Nobody really knows the exact date when Anglicanism came to this country. What do we know is that this arrival is not the product of an official decision by a religious body. It just arrived spontaneously. Chile achieved its independence at the beginning of the 19th century. One of the first consequences of this was the, the country opened itself to international trade so almost immediately after the independence, there was a settlement of English merchants and businessmen in Valparaiso, the main port of the country. Anglicanism came with them. It was something natural. Today, a couple of centuries after those events, one might be tempted to criticize criticize what happened. Well, we have this saying, when you go to Rome, do as the Romans do. Why didn't they do that? Why did they decide to keep their identity? In reality, the answer is quite simple. Because there were things that they were not willing to lose. These English, members of a Protestant and Reformed Church, worshipped God in their own language. Why abandon this and go back to being passive spectators in their spiritual life? These immigrants did not want to lose their identity. So they established their own religious community that would allow them to worship in their own language and to hear the Bible in the same language. The Anglicans were the first ones to do this in this country. Public worship in the language of the people, access to the scripture in the same language the active and informed participation of everybody, not just clergy, in the religious life of the community. A clergy that was not above laity, 
but it was part of them in something as simple as they were allowed to marry and to have a family. All these things and others were the contribution of these Anglicans to national life. But what we have just said does not explain the entire Anglican identity in Chile. One cannot speak about the origins of Anglicanism in Chile without mentioning Alan Gardner. He was a Royal Navy officer who had a passion for evangelizing, for proclaiming the gospel in this country. His story is a dramatic tale of perseverance and continual failure. For many years he tried to proclaim the good news of Christ, but he was always rejected by the official religion of the country on those days. Finally, in his, in his last effort to proclaim the good news to a country in need, he and his companions starved to death just off Cape Horn. His death was a source of scandal for some, but a great inspiration for others. In England, a missionary society was established that eventually became SAM's South American Missionary Society, which was at last uh, able to proclaim the good news of Christ in Chile, and they established communities among Chilean native population, and also they took care of their needs. So we can see here a seal for evangelism, discipleship, and loving your neighbor are also essentials for Anglicans in Chile. If we add perseverance, perseverance in, even uh, in the face of failure, we understand why Alan Gardner is so important for Anglicans in Chile. Over time, these two identities uh, came together to proclaim the good news of Christ in the cities of this country. This work grew and grew and grew, giving rise to what is now the Anglican Church of Chile. In 2018, the Anglican province of Chile was inaugurated. Today, there are four dioceses in Chile, each one seeking to proclaim Christ to Chile. So that's the essentials of Anglicanism in this country. Let's talk about uh, Anglicans in Chile and the foundational documents of Anglicanism. We have to say that for Chilean standards, we are an old, we are an old church in this country. But we also have to say that we are quite young. 
preparing ourselves to be a national autonomous body in the Anglican Communion, that is a province, we had to produce our constitution and our canons. We had canons, but we have adapted for a province. In this constitution, if you read the constitution, you will find the essentials in Article 2. The very first thing we want to stress is that we are part of the Church of Christ that is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. And as a church, we acknowledge the supreme authority of the Bible, the Scripture. We also, as a church that is a Protestant church, a Reformed church, we recognize, uh, we acknowledge, that's a, a better word, uh, the creeds, but under the authority of the Bible. The 39 articles of religion uh, are recognized as an expression, the expression, of what Anglicans believe and hold today. Articles 36 that deals with ordination and 37 that deals with uh, the relationship between the church and the civil government have been adapted to the Chilean reality. We also recognize uh, the 1662 prayer book uh, as the standard for the liturgical life in this country. We produce our own prayer book, which is uh, the 1973 Chilean prayer book, that is the liturgical expression of Anglicanism in this country. In this growing up process, in, in which we find ourselves, it has been considered necessary to bring the language up to date. It was Our prayer book was written uh, 60 years ago and uh, we need to change the language. But before doing that, what we are doing is Re, uh, reading the 1662 prayer book and putting that prayer book in modern Spanish. Once we have done that, then we will be able to produce a, a modern version of our Chilean prayer book. Uh, in this process, we are producing a lot of material that allows us to know better the articles. We don't have a modern a, a version of the homilies. We are doing that. So we're doing a lot of things that uh, I'm sure that will tell you that for us, the foundational documents of Anglicanism are essential for us. I don't want to give you an idea that 
our effort is just institutional. A real emphasis is in evangelism, discipleship, and loving your neighbor. But we believe that if we are going to be a healthy church, we need to have clarity in the essentials. That's why we are stressing the articles, the prayer book, the homilies. In all this, I don't want to give you a false idea that everything is okay in this country. There are many things we have to improve. One of them is that uh, because of the way we were born as a diocese, dioceses have a lot of uh, room for autonomy and we must learn to be a national church. And that is a challenge for the leadership of our church, national identity. Please pray for that. This was the summary. The essentials for Anglicanism, why the foundation and documents are important. I hope this is an encouragement for you, and please pray for Anglicans in Chile. God bless you all. Amen. Let the rain work.